Every day, at least 10 to 15 patients at OHSU are well enough to discharge, but some sort of delay is keeping them in the hospital. These avoidable days keep other patients from accessing the services that only OHSU can provide and add millions of dollars per year to the already high cost of healthcare. It's Tuesday, August 21st, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Margaret McDonald sat down with Jennifer Mensick to talk about avoidable days, avoidable delays, and what healthcare workers can do to address the problem. Thanks for joining us, Jennifer. Thank you for inviting me. Tell us about your role at OHSU. I am the Division Director for Care Management, and part of my role is overseeing the case managers, utilization management, social work, and really having that uh, oversight of our patient discharges and how we utilize care while patients are here. What's an avoidable day? An avoidable day is one in which a patient does not meet evidence-based medical necessity criteria to justify why they're currently in the hospital. And what's an avoidable delay? A delay is where we have a procedure, a test, a therapy that might result in the extension in that length of stay. So avoidable delays can lead to avoidable days. They can, and when we have patients who need to come to our hospital and we're at um, a higher capacity, it slows down being able to bring in new patients into our hospitals. Can you give us a couple of examples of avoidable delays that happen here? So an avoidable delay may be We have a patient who needs a PICC line because they have a long antibiotic course that needs to go in intravenously. And for various reasons, that patient might not be able to get that PICC line placed today, but in a day or two. And the only reason the patient is staying is waiting for that PICC line. And then they can go to their next setting or go home. So they're not really sick enough to need to be here, but they're taking up a bed that somebody else could use. Yes. And so we look at medical necessity for every patient that comes in to OHSU and say, for the insurance payers for Medicare and Medicaid, does this patient match what medical guidelines say we're allowed to admit into the hospital and for what reasons? If there's no other medical reason for them to be here, that starts the delay. Why is this important to OHSU? So this is really important to OHSU because for a couple different reasons. We really do want patients to go home or go to the next setting when they are ready to go home. This also does have a dollar cost associated with it. So for instance, in 2017, it's well over $6 million. Who pays that $6 million? So we just eat that $6 million. Many of our insurance companies give us one lump sum. They say, based on this diagnosis, the average length of stay is a certain amount of days. And once we hit that average, and the patient particularly has met all the medical guidelines and medical criteria to go home, we don't get paid any more money for that patient to stay here. One thing to think about Um, You know, when we have avoidable days and caring for our patients here at OHSU is that sometimes we kind of forget that what we're doing may seem nice, but really is an avoidable delay or an avoidable day. Many times we've had patients who've been delayed because they wanted to stay and eat lunch 
or they wanted to go home in the evening. And so those delays impact the system as much as an actual day. And that's just become part of how we normally operate, not really understanding the impact that that has. You know, we want to make sure the patient that's in our bed currently is well taken care of, but once they're not eligible for medical criteria anymore to be in the hospital, we really want to make sure that that patient does go on to the next setting as quickly as possible. Now, how does one patient having lunch in the hospital incur a full day's expense? So an example of incurring a lot of an expense is that one of our transport companies now has a policy that states that we must arrange for wheelchair transportation 24 hours in advance. So it's pretty tough for us to kind of predict what day the patient's going home, but now to predict an hour in which the patient's going to be ready to discharge gets a little tougher. One incidence we had was a patient, um, the transport company had arrived during lunchtime, patient wanted to eat lunch, the um, staff member turned the transportation company away, transportation company went to their next patient and never came back. And so we had to reset up transportation for this patient. So things that seem to be very nice and the good and the right thing to do can have an impact such as that. And so an entire day that gets very expensive. Yes, it does. So Jennifer, you're part of a team that kicked off a project this year to give people a way to report and escalate these delays. Can you tell us about that? So, you know, we've really been wanting to decrease avoidable days, and it's important to know that we see some avoidable days through our staff, our case managers, and our utilization managers, our social workers do see some of it, but we don't see all avoidable days. And so we're really asking for help from everyone to say, where do you see avoidable day work? And to be able to email us when you see an incident so that we can start to log and track and resolve uh, these issues. One very nice um, escalation that happened recently was we had staff members from Dornbacher Children's Hospital who said we had a patient delay um, from a discharge because they couldn't access a booster seat on the weekend. And so they escalated that um, to the avoidable day email. And we brought that up in a huddle and said, I guess what, this has happened a few times. And because we couldn't access a booster seat on the weekend, patients stayed another entire day in the hospital, which they didn't need. Simply because they couldn't get a car ride home without a booster seat. Exactly. And so um, we were able to get a meeting set up and get the right people involved so we can help resolve that issue. I'm very sure those pati- the patient and their mother wanted to be home a day sooner. So what are you asking healthcare employees to do when they see these potential delays? It would be very helpful for anybody who saw a potential avoidable day or delay to email us at avoidabledays at ohsu.edu. And don't worry if it's you don't think it's big enough or an issue or if it was a one-time thing. We are keeping track of all these, so please just send us an email. What I hope will happen is we're gonna provide even better patient care than we already provide because in decreasing those delays and working through systems that could be a little bit more efficient, patients will get that right care and the right time as quickly as possible and won't have to wait for us because we fix those system issues that are causing those delays. And so patients will just have better care. So if I write to avoidable days at ohsu.edu, there's a whole team behind the inbox that's going to respond to me with help? 
there is an entire team behind that inbox and they are watching it every hour. They're reviewing those cases individually and escalating those cases. Is it possible to eradicate avoidable delays and avoidable days completely? I'm not sure if it's possible to completely eradicate them. There are definite large buckets of um, repeating types of delays that we're aware of. And so we can fix those types of system issues. And then, you know, it'll be a lot easier to deal with those one-off unique ones on a regular basis um, once we've cleaned up the major system ones. One of the issues what we have run into when we transport, uh, transfer patients from our hospital to skilled nursing facilities is um, having a barrier of medication and costs. Our skilled nursing facilities are capped on a daily basis with, medic with their entire stay. And so what happens is patients from OHSU might go home to the skilled nursing facility or go to the next setting with medications that might be several thousand dollars more per day than the skilled nursing facility is even reimbursed. And so what we've done in many instances has been able to work with the insurance company on behalf of the skilled nursing facility and carved out or asked the insurance company and said, hey, this patient's medications are so costly that could you please remove it from the payment that you're giving the skilled nursing facility so that we can help get this patient to the next setting to continue their progress and getting better. And quite often when we do that work with the insurance company, they will approve that. So that decreases the avoidable day in the hospital and then it's able, we're able to then get that patient into the skilled nursing facility for their continued rehab and therapy much faster. And patients are still able to get their medications, but it comes around a different way? Patients are able to still get their medication. The insurance company has, you know, has agreed to pay for it separately outside of the payment that they're giving the skilled nursing facility. And in some instances, the patient can bring that medication from home with them to that skilled nursing facility so that they can continue to get the therapy and care they need. So the patients are able to get what they need and all of the costs stay within that daily cap that the skilled nursing facility needs to hold to. Yes. The email is avoidabledays at ohsu.edu. Who can actually escalate delays to that hotline? Anybody can actually escalate to that hotline email because everyone's gonna see something from a very different perspective and nothing is too small or too big. And just send us an email. We would greatly appreciate uh, your input and what you see as a potential issue that we can investigate. So by having everyone contribute and really look at avoidable delays and avoidable days, overall OHSU is getting really involved at decreasing the cost of care. So that $6 million that we talked about earlier, that's cost that we eat. So it's really important for us to say, what can we do at OHSU to be national leaders in decreasing the cost of health? And there's definitely a lot of opportunity for each one of us to get really involved and say, I can help impact uh, our healthcare in the United States by decreasing those costs. It really is all of us contributing some small amount. So as we begin to work on avoidable days at OHSU, we're gonna be able to help drive down the cost of healthcare for our community, which is you know, the best thing we could do for uh, Oregon. Well, thanks for joining us, Jennifer.
Thank you. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced and edited by Margaret McDonald. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.